Well, folks, that's all from me for today. I hope I've offended at least a few of you. Up next, our paranormal reporter, Amanda Walston, had arranged to have Alex Canby, the host of Brain Teaser, on the show today. But it looks like Canby chickened out at the last minute. Or he had other plans. Whatever. Come on, Alex. In the meantime, Amanda has something better in store for us anyway. Today, we have a story unlike any we've heard, but one that provides one more puzzle piece in our investigation. A caller, who will call Haley, had heard our last two reports and told us she had witnessed something similar, something that has torn her family apart. In order to protect her from possible harm, we present her story as a dramatic recreation of the events, as she told them. I live in an affluent suburb in upstate New York. My husband Ramsey and I have been married for 14 years and have two kids. Recently, I noticed he began to close off from me emotionally. His job is stressful and I assumed that was the cause, but he also picked up some new, bizarre hobbies. Uh, one day he brought home a kind of fish tank, and a few days later it was filled with frogs. Six or seven of them. He wasn't very forthcoming when I asked why he was suddenly interested in frogs. He just said, the kids like them, and changed the subject. But his behavior had changed as well. He started disappearing in the middle of the day. His office called several times one week, asking for him, when he should have been at work. And he sometimes went for a drive after dinner and was gone for several hours. When I asked where he had been, he said, just driving. It got to really bother me, and I reached out to him to explain, but he acted as if nothing was wrong. Uh, I knew I had to find out for myself. At this point in our conversation, Haley shivered a little, and her tone became bleak. So, one day, I decided to follow him. He drove north for about 45 minutes. I almost gave up and turned around when he took the exit and entered the parking lot of one of those big hotel chains. I was relieved when I thought he might be attending a business meeting there, but then I noticed that he was carrying a large box. I could just sense that whatever was in that box, it wasn't good. I followed him in at a safe distance. He made his way to a room on the ground floor. It looked like a corporate boardroom. There were two other entrances to the room, and I hesitated. <sighs> I'd come this far, and I told myself it was all just overblown in my mind. It was probably a business meeting. Probably. I saw an attendant from the hotel exit the far door. I waited a moment and carefully opened the door a crack. It was a long service hallway. I, I entered and quickly closed the door behind me. The far end was the entrance to the room. I could hear a muffled voice inside on a public address system. I cracked the door just a few inches. A group of about 30 or so stood and watched a slideshow. My view of the screen was obstructed, but I heard the speaker describing the slides. 
Here we can see the development of cranial ridges. In about three months or so, these will form into a protective shell. The structure of the of the ear bones and cartilage are unrecognizable after eight months, having rearranged into a new sensory apparatus. That's when I noticed the sounds coming from the side of the room. Someone had arranged a line of tanks, just like the ones Ramsey had brought home, from which I could hear frogs chirping. So this was just a strange hobby? This is where we see, finally, the full transformation of the young specimen into a mature adult. But the key here is consistent exposure. It is the radiating sounds from the stones that ensure a successful maturation from the juvenile subject to the adult you see here. All right. Thank you, Dr. Now it's time to meet some of our newest subjects. That voice I recognized. It was Ramsey. I stepped back a little from the open door, so I wouldn't be seen when they came to bring out the frogs. But those were not the subjects he was talking about. The door on the other side of the room opened, and to my horror, I saw three children being walked to the front of the room by their parents. Meet Albert, seven years old. Cindy, who was six, and Tom, who was eight. Are you kids excited to help out? Prepare the stones. Now these are really special stones. They came from the bottom of Lake Eden, and they are even prettier than the ones you have at home. See how the middle glows red? And listen to that. They even make a different sound. Slowly, a sort of shearing sound filled the room. It was painful, and the children immediately covered their ears. The parents, or whatever they were, leaned down to say something gently pulling their hands away. The small crowd looked overwhelmed by the sound, but weirdly ecstatic. One of the children fell to his knees, and then another. It was terrible. Without thinking, I let out a shriek, and the crowd immediately turned to see me in the door. Ramsey started toward me, so I ran. As fast as I could, I got out of the building and into my car before Ramsey caught up to me. Haley escaped that day and went directly to pick her children up at school. She is currently in hiding from her husband and hasn't been home since. I contacted Child Welfare Services, but the story is so... crazy. They told me to get a restraining order, which I did. And I know the judge didn't believe my story, but at least they granted the temporary order anyway. The police probably think I'm nuts too, but I'm not dropping this. What were they doing in that room? And what became of those other children? I hate to think about it. The frogs, the lake, the sound seem familiar. I experienced something very similar to this during the shooting of Vital Impulse. Haley said it was the stones that made the terrifying sound in the room that day. Are there stones like that in Deadwater Lake? We're going to find out. That's all we have time for today. I'm Amanda Walston. Tune in next time for more on this story. Thanks for listening to Under Dead Water, Episode 4. 
The series expands upon the universe of Mandible Judy. We hope you'll come back for every new episode and visit mandiblejudy.bandcamp.com to purchase our Motherload content episodes. Every other episode of Under Dead Water will be offered on Bandcamp only, along with expanded episodes of Mandible Judy. Check out the Bandcamp page so you won't miss a single moment of the deepening universe of Mandible Judy. Our cast this week was Amanda Goodman as Amanda Walston, Matthew Bird as Jerry Rivers, Bonnie Bogovich as Haley, Pete Lutz as Ramsey, and Chris Burke as the guest speaker. Thanks for listening, and check out the next episode at mandiblejudy.bandcamp.com. <laughs>